0: Hey, guys, this is Donnie Football from 93.7 The Fan, and this is Dingo Talk.
1: What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carl know This is Dingo Talk. My guest this week, Don Chedrick from The Fan. He's also a big football guy. And later on in the episode, we're going to talk about he's uh, there's a wing. Ex- he's a wing expert, so we're going to learn some things about chicken wings. I'm hoping. Uh, Don, thank you for and for those of you that know him as Donnie Football, that's who this is, Donnie Football. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So let's talk about Greensburg, Salem, 2014. How do you make your way down to
0: Green County, West Virginia or Pennsylvania? Uh, so I didn't know about uh Waynesburg until my senior year um which I guess is kind of late because at least the way that my my parents treated uh the college search it was it was pretty serious I would say I had I have a sister who's six years older than me so they sort of already knew the process uh and they wanted to get me looking pretty early on so I looked at a lot of schools my sophomore year pretty heavily my junior year And I I played football in high school. You know, I thought, you know, maybe I'll play in college, uh, depending on where I go. I didn't want to make that the main focus, though, uh, because, you know, I I had seen uh, friends of mine who had played football, and they kind of made the mistake of picking a school for the sport instead of the school itself. Uh, And then I had a a teacher in high school, um, my, my journalism teacher. Uh, he suggested Waynesburg to me. And he, he said, you know, Lanny for Terry's down there, the, the old pirates broadcaster. And I, I knew a couple of guys from Greensburg who had gone to Waynesburg and I got in contact with them. Uh, they were a few years older than me. Um, I scheduled an overnight stay. Um, I, I, I did show interest in, in playing football there. So I, I kind of got the the tour through that too. Um but you know, I got to meet with Lanny after talking to him on the phone. You know, kind of go through the entire uh, department. You know, the the entire fourth floor of one building is all dedicated to uh, the comm department there. And after after that tour, I was pretty much in. Uh, so that's really all it took. Um, I waited a little bit to commit uh, to to go there, but. Um, after I went on that tour, I was pretty positive that's where I was going to end up. Uh, I, I gave it a little bit more time, you know, weighed my pros and cons, but uh, I, I felt like that was going to be the right place for me. Now, communications was always the,
1: the goal. That was what you were, you wanted to do. This is kind of the field you wanted to get into?
0: Yeah, honestly, I, I got to say I was, I was lucky that it, it popped in my brain pretty early in high school that I wanted to do something Related to the sports media field, you could say. Uh, I was actually more interested in the writing side. I was more interested in journalism early on. uh, And how I kind of fell into the, I guess, more broadcast side was kind of by mistake. I uh, signed up to take journalism every year of high school. And there was a year where I put the like TV news class as an alternate elective thinking you know i i'll get my regular electives i won't have to worry about it but it just so happened one of my electives didn't work out so they put me in the tv class and i was mad that i didn't choose to do that earlier um you know i got to do that for three semesters and i did that along with you know still doing the journalism classes and i thought you know what like this is something that i actually enjoy doing. You know, maybe I won't be on TV one day, or maybe I won't write for uh, some big paper one day, but this is in the the wheelhouse of what I want to do.
1: Now talk a little bit about, so you get to, you get to Waynesburg in 2014. Let's talk a little bit about, um, so you get to campus. What's the experience like for, so we've had a couple other communications majors from Waynesburg on the show. Uh, What is your, when you guys get there as freshmen, it's not like Syracuse, Northwestern, the big schools, where you probably got ten. You got you got three years before you're going to be touching a camera or doing anything. What's it like at Waynesburg when you when you first get there?
0: Uh, I it, it it gets you a chance to be pretty hands on right away. Um, the the school aspect, oddly enough, I really enjoyed. Um, I, I did get there a little bit ahead of time because I I was on the football team my freshman year, uh, but once we got into school I oddly enjoyed it just because the calm classes that I was in I was like okay like I I feel pretty good about the decision I made um you know there were guys in there that I was able to make friends with pretty quickly it kind of becomes a family uh up there because you're with all the same guys so often Mm uh so we kind of made our our own little crew and we any sort of outside elective that we had to take, we would attack those together. Uh, But it gives you a chance to do things right away. You have meetings that whole first week of classes, like the syllabus week. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's for every sort of like club or activity you can get involved with. So like the newspaper has its own night, the campus TV station has its own night, the radio station, so on and so forth. And Those three were the ones I was definitely interested in. Um, I got involved in all three of them uh, as quickly as possible. And uh, radio, I would say, definitely caught me the the most. I I became a fan of that the most because I think uh, it allowed you for a little bit more freedom um, on air. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the, the TV side, I pretty much did stuff behind the scenes for the first year and a half, almost first two full years i wrote a little bit for the the yellow jacket the school paper uh but radio and tv is what what caught me the the rest of the way
1: now i so I, as i said before we we've had former waynesburg guys on they're they're uh, a little younger than you are but what was your experience like with lanny because they you know ed told us a couple weeks ago how sometimes you were, you were good. And sometimes Lanny would, as soon as he hit pause, you knew that like, Oh yeah, I heard it. I got it. I'm, I'm here. So what was your experience like?
0: Uh, so I would say it's pretty similar. Uh, my, my big piece of advice for really anyone that came through after my class um, was that you, you have to have thick skin to go through this industry. And I, I think Lanny displayed a really good Uh, precedent for that because that was just a sign of of things to come. Because if you end up getting to a point where, you know, you're a a prominent play-by-play announcer or somebody on TV or somebody on the radio or somebody in the newspaper, you're going to get backlash all the time from people. I mean, the the, the haters and the trolls are out there everywhere. So I I always thought that was a pretty good uh, lesson that he portrayed and i don't even think he really did it on purpose but going through meetings with him uh were definitely intimidating uh every time i went through that i always had in the back of my mind you know if i can come out of this with anything positive i'll be happy because i know he's pretty much just going to rip me to shreds but like anything like a sport like anything you're you're passionate in and you get coached in i always thought if he Really rips into me if he gets mad at me, whatever, if he doesn't think I did a good job. I always just thought that that shows that he cares mm-hmm. and uh another thing, another way that that sort of finds out who can can make it through, so to speak, is you know some guys go through the the first meeting or two and they think, you know i I can't handle this. this isn't for me, you know, Landy yelled at me, he got under my skin, he made me mad uh and you know, they're, they're out. I mean, I think whenever I went into Waynesburg, there were, I think, 12 to 14 of us that were sports broadcasting majors. Mm -hmm. And I think five of us graduated uh, as sports broadcasting majors. So he, not, not that he bullied or intimidated anybody out of it, but he had people have second thoughts, you know, just going through his meetings and realizing, you know, okay, maybe, maybe this, This isn't for me, maybe behind the scenes is for me, or maybe journalism is for me, or maybe something not even in communications is for me. Uh, But no, I mean, I I owe a a lot of, you know, what I've gone on to do uh, to Lanny because he, beyond everything else, he gives you such a strong mindset, you know, and the will to have thick skin to get through, you know, because again, people are going to come at you from all directions, and, you know, you just got to be able to handle it. It's like playing a sport.
1: Well, and I think for you, especially being a part of the PM team, I'm sure you deal with more, <laughs> more people that have – I know I know. Pony gets it from all ends. So, like, I watch him on Twitter and I'm like, man, I could – I don't know if I could handle the people that just – like, I, I feel like he trolls a little bit. Is that true? Is, is some of his tweets and whatnot, or is he trying to get people, like – Oh, this is the most – I'm going to watch how watch how
0: people react. <laughs> uh, he, he definitely does. And I, I think uh, Chris Muller uh, describes it in a very good way. He says Pony is the guy that lights the match, throws it into a pile of wood, watches everything burn and just walks away while everybody else is still standing around. And I think that's a perfect way to describe how he is on social media. And I actually think – I have – so much respect for how both of them handle social media because you know you you see your people out there that cannot resist any of the trolls or haters or you know people that come at them. And I think it is a very good display of discipline on Pony and Chris's part to really not for partake in any of that. So that is something I've tried to do as well. You know, if I'd see somebody respond to me with a nasty comment after a take, I, I just let it sit there. I mean, don't even give them the time of day. Well, so
1: I, I, as I was looking through your, uh, I, I did a little creeping down the LinkedIn resume and uh, we got some, we got trip total media. I saw WJPA. I saw very close to where I am here, the West Virginia black bears. Um, how do you, for the people that are now younger and now are coming through, how do you set up and and handle the let's say you don't get the internship you want? How do you react when you don't do that? or is there a way that you kind of is there any advice you have for people that are trying to get into an internship to be involved in the communications and specifically in the sports aspect of broadcasting?
0: Yeah, I mean I've, I've never been one to you know I, I know people always say be persistent with somebody if you're trying to get a, a hold of them and I've always been on the uh, walking the tightrope of something like that, because it is good to do, but I I always have felt personally like, Oh man, I'm probably bothering them. And like, now they're definitely not going to get back to me. Uh, But uh, you, you do want to have a little bit of that. uh, But also, you know, just keep kind of scrapping away, uh, keep doing your thing, keep working hard, keep grinding and, and, I always tried to stay positive about things. Um, you know, I mean, I applied to a, a bunch of internships or jobs, you know, at, at both different times. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going to get those rejections or you're just going to flat out not get an answer, which I know is also uh, discouraging. But, you know, I, I just always tried to stay positive about things, you know, think that, you know, eventually something's going to break my way. Um, and I also think if you get your foot in the door with anybody, uh, make sure you build some positive relationships out of that, because that could also create a a first job for you. I mean, I know it, it pretty much goes for any field out there, but wherever you get your internship with, uh, if you carry yourself well, you know, set a, a good example of yourself, uh, build a good relationship with your your boss or whoever's in charge there. You're more than likely going to come out of it with at least one opportunity, whether that be another internship or uh, your first real job. So last thing about Waynesburg, and then we're going to move
1: into some of those, those other things that you've done. Um, what would you say your, what stands out to you? What's the broadcast? What's the, what's the maybe a, maybe it was a class, maybe it wasn't even a broadcast. But what's the thing that stands out to you for communications at Waynesburg? Other than that, I mean, we know from the past guests we've had, you guys are one hell of a close family. But what, what is that one for you that when you think of Waynesburg, it's like, ah, I
0: remember that? Uh, so, I mean, I would just go in, in a little bit generalized here. You know, not the, not the family thing since that's already been answered. I mean, that's definitely part of it. You know, it is a very close-knit group. Um, but anytime that we had a home event, we had a whole TV production for it. Mm-hmm. Uh so I mean now that was with the 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 two big the two big sports down there, so football and basketball, uh, but just all of the the teamwork and hard work and so on and so forth that went into that. Uh while we were also really just having having fun with, with your buddies. Um, That's pretty much what came of all of that. You know, I I remember so many early Saturday mornings, whether it be at the football stadium or down at the gym, getting ready for, you know, a homecoming football game or senior day in in men's and women's basketball. And for all the, the hard work that went into it from everybody involved, whether you're the you know the the play-by-play and color guy, whether you're the, the pre-game and, and post-game guy, whether you're the producer, director, or audio guy in the truck, uh, even if you're the the guy that runs stats out to the the broadcast crews, like everybody came together for mm-hmm. that time and did their job. You know there there were a lot of broadcasts that we came away with as a team that we felt really good about and it was just because whether or not you're best friends with everybody there it was like everybody wanted to do a good job and you know not necessarily outdo that person next to them but they just you know everybody wanted to be on their a game you know every you know wednesday night or saturday afternoon so
1: leading into being on your a game as i as i mentioned there there was there's some and i i only highlighted a couple because you you have a a very long list of of what you've been a part of um firstly i want to talk to you about uh the
0: experience with trib what was that like we'll start there uh so uh i've I've worked with the uh triple live high school sports network uh for a few years um now with my position with the fan, you know, that'll become a little bit more difficult because Friday nights are going to be kind of hard to pull off doing football. Uh, But that was something that happened for me about midway through college. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every time a class hits their junior year, uh, Lanny will call a few guys into his office. And I guess they're sort of the guys that he sees as, you know, the, the upper the upper echelon of the uh, department at that point in terms of like the play by play or color or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he recommends a few of them if they're interested to Don rebel and all the guys with the uh, high school sports network. So uh, my junior year, I started to do that um, you know, just covering games on Friday nights. Again, whether I was play by play or the analyst uh, it, never really it didn't really matter to me I just thought it was a really cool opportunity and in college to get to do and you know I got to meet a handful of guys that were already with the network who were with the network for a while before me um and also the occasional time where you get paired with one of your buddies that's also there so you know I did that up until uh this past season and Mm -hmm. You know, until the the full time opportunity with the fan came along, you know I had fully continued to plan and do that. there 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 may be the occasional, I don't know, Saturday game or Saturday basketball game once we get to that season that I could maybe pull off too. So,
1: and not only were you doing the high school sports, but you were also very involved in the conference because you were you worked with the broadcast for the PAC, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I did that along with uh, – so the, another uh, Waynesburg grad uh, runs that, Randy Gore, who graduated in, I think, 2001. He um, he broadcasted uh, Wild Things Baseball for a while, um, and then he started up the, the PAC Sports Network with a few guys maybe maybe almost 10 years ago now. Um, I think they actually just had their, their 10th year this past year. Uh, but that was something else about midway through college. Um, I got to know Randy and we've actually worked uh, St. Vincent football together as well the last five years or so. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done a handful of games for him there. And that was, again, like just another way to to sharpen your skills sort of. And even though that's not what I do right now, you know, I'm not doing play by play currently. Uh, it's, Still, something I would would plan on doing on the side down the road. Uh, you know, I I still talk to Randy all the time. I've told him, you know, maybe once we get to basketball season, like I'll I'll do some games here and there uh, because I I just thoroughly enjoy it too. Like a, yeah. a, a a random Saturday, you know, going somewhere whether it be Waynesburg or Grove City or uh, Geneva or Westminster, um, you know, I just enjoy covering those sports. I really enjoy calling basketball and, you know, it's a a fun operation. Would you say that you, do you enjoy covering basketball more than football? Uh, So, so football is definitely my favorite sport. There's, there's no doubt. Um, I think basketball is easier to cover, um, especially in in terms of play by play uh, just because even though it's a fast moving game, there's only five guys on the court at a given time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Football, I I think identifying the tackler in football is one of the harder things to do um, in broadcasting, you know, unless it's something that's blatantly out in the wide open, like a sack or tackle for loss. It's pretty hard to find out uh, every little detail that goes into a single play of football. So, I mean, I I really enjoy doing football. I I normally do color along with Randy. He does play-by-play for St. Vincent. uh, But... Basketball, I I really enjoy because the the pace, and you know, it it doesn't get too confusing for me out there, even though I'm not an expert of the game necessarily. So you 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 came
1: from you you're in Waynesburg, you drive up I-70 or I-79, connect I-70, you're in Washington, you end up at WJPA for a little bit.
0: What was that experience like? Uh, so I I did that for a, a, a relatively short time. I think that was like six months to a year. Mm -hmm. Um, that was, uh, around the time where I was, uh, still doing West Virginia black bears. I I may have just finished up, uh, a season with them and I was kind of looking for some things to, to fill in the holes, uh, work-wise. So, um, you know, I would cover random events for them or, uh, a couple of Saturdays here and there, I would do the news, uh, which that's that's a pretty impressive operation uh for such a small radio station. Um I was I was blown away by how much went into that. Uh a Saturday shift to do the news. Uh that that's a true nine to ten hour day right there. And even though you're done by about 1 p.m, you're in there at 2 30 or 3 in the morning because Mm -hmm. it's a it's pretty much a one-man show and it it's a lot more pieces that that go into it than I think people realize. Um, I mean, you got to do some things for the website, from what I remember. Uh, Of course, find X amount of stories that can cover a 10-minute newscast. It doesn't sound like a long time uh, to the average person, but you got to think how many stories, how many news stories you can read in a 10-minute span. I mean, if you didn't have, honestly, 15 to 20 ready to go, then – you probably weren't going to to meet your times and yeah. you know with with radio and of course TV too you you have to hit things at the right time especially if you're working in news you know sports mm-hmm. you know now right now i don't have to worry about time uh so much but especially in news you have to hit your times pretty much down to the second yeah
1: so you, you mentioned the Black Bears. How does that come about? Because that's not a sport we've talked about with you. We've talked about the two major ones. How do you end up coming down and covering some baseball?
0: Uh, so that was a connection I had through my uh, internship. So the the place I interned my sophomore and junior year of college, uh, that was a small radio operation as well. That was out in Lake Trobe. Uh, and, of course, being from Greensburg, it was – easy enough for me to, to do that every day. Um, and again, you know, it goes back to kind of building the connection with your boss or your superior, wherever you're at. Um, you know, he, he noticed the, the work I put in day in and day out for being an unpaid intern, especially um, I you know, pretty much did anything the guy would ask me to do. And he ended up coming through with two opportunities, well, really three opportunities for me. Uh, by the time that summer and then into the school year a little bit as well uh, you know he asked me if I was interested in doing the St. Vincent football broadcasts Uh, so my senior year at Waynesburg I was actually covering St. Vincent football that was my first year doing that and then as we got into my senior year uh, I get a phone call from him at one point and He's telling me how he has acquired two radio stations in West Virginia. And one of them covers pretty much all of Morgantown. The other one's more of like Fairmont and Bridgeport and areas like that. And he, he you know, he knew that I had baseball experience from Lanny's teachings and Waynesburg and everything. And he said, well, uh, one of the stations we got, they're going to carry. Uh, black bears baseball and if if that's something that would interest you uh we would team you up again with randy and you know you guys would do the games if you want to and i was all over that um, because baseball was one that i grew to really enjoy calling um in college and once i started doing that you know i was uh you know it, it was I, I was almost in like broadcast heaven early on doing that just because it was so, it was so cool for me right out of school to be in quote unquote professional baseball. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're, you're seeing guys that uh, just got drafted, especially in the black bears case, they just got drafted by the pirates. Uh, so I, I did that for two years. Um, you know, the, 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 first year had, you know, guys like Travis Swaggerty on the team, you know, who he's had a cup of coffee at this point with, with the Buccos, um, you know, and you, you get to see guys that go on rehab assignments. Sometimes, uh, JT Brewbaker made a handful of starts both years that I did games, uh, key Brian Hayes played in two or three series the second year, you know, and I got to, got to know, got to get the stories of a lot of these guys. And, you know, it's, really cool now even though i don't cover them anymore anytime i see these guys come up whether it be for the pirates or whether it be uh some other player i saw that comes up with another organization i think that's you know pretty cool i got to see that guy in his first steps of professional baseball you know or whether it be for a a short time or not
1: now from the Black Bears and, and WJPA and the TRIB and, and the PAC and, and, and calling games, how do you package all of that and find your way to 93-7 the fame?
0: So some, some things went pretty south for me, actually, in, in, uh, in 2019. So after that second year with the Black Bears, um, I had also, with that same radio station down in West Virginia, I, I did – like I was sort of like a morning update guy, you know, they, Mm -hmm. they had a lot of just canned automated programming, but um, I did like sports, weather and and traffic updates for them. And, you know, they would just kind of get in, you know, get inserted the old radio way and they would just play, you know, every 20 minutes or so on the stations. Uh, And again, something where early on in radio not getting paid well at all, but I'm getting up at three in the morning and going to the station and working until you know 11 or noon and and doing this you know really enjoyed doing it Mm -hmm. um and then just financial reasons with the the company pretty much put that away so i and i i found out right around the end of the the black bear season that uh i pretty much wouldn't have my position doing the the update stuff anymore and maybe a week or two after the black bear season wrapped up i found out that the contract which i think only had one year left which was wiped away by COVID anyway uh the the contract with the black bears and the radio station uh was ending a year short okay so i was pretty much out on both of those Mm -hmm. and just kind of doing whatever you know to make things work because you know i'm uh, you know I'm, I'm out of my own you know I've been out of my own since I graduated college and uh, that's whenever I started doing some stuff with JPA and I had I had some connections with uh, not necessarily the fan but KDKA AM mm-hmm. um, another professor from college uh, Melinda Roeder uh, she does news for uh, the AM side and you know, I, I had her whenever she was an adjunct professor at Waynesburg. So um, I reached out to her just asking if she knew of anything really open there. And she, she got back to me and said, actually, I think uh, the fan might be looking for some part-time people. Um, Let me get you in contact with some people here. And and she was able to do that. Um, And I had some connections uh, through them because there was a very, very uh, brief time when I was on the AM side in college, but that was just for the last few months of college, uh, pretty much from January to April, uh, I was producing on the, on 10:20 AM. Mm-hmm. But then once I got the job in West Virginia, I went down there. And now that everything went South there, I'm, I'm coming back. So I, I'm lucky that they were happy with the, the work that I had done thinking, yeah, I mean, we could always use an extra hand. Um, so I started part-time then at the fan in December of 2019, Mm -hmm. uh, a few months later, obviously everything in the world pretty much goes kaput. Uh, and I'm just working, you know, whenever, you know, weekends, uh, sometimes the five to 11 shift, you know, sometimes the late, late shift after a pirate game, uh, because they used to have like the real late show that, that Paul's ice would host. Um, and while I did that, I, I worked, uh, with Amazon, which I wouldn't recommend anybody, uh, by the way, apologies to any, uh, Amazon, uh, big wigs that might be listening or Jeff Bezos, but I, I worked both in the warehouse and I also started to drive for Amazon and, again you know just anything to kind of make it work mm-hmm. um all while i'm rolling part-time uh at the fan and then you know it wasn't until about a, a year ago that uh things started to roll a little bit more in my direction
1: now what is the how does the role
0: start to head and how do you end up now being donnie football <laughs> so uh it, it was about this time a year ago you know we were in uh, early August, and Craig Riley, who is now my my boss, uh, conveniently enough, he was the the PM team producer this time last year. And again, with COVID, everybody had to play it safe. Anytime somebody got sick, and you know, Craig has three little kids, and there was a a week where um, you know I had I had talked to Craig a lot doing. Uh, Pirates pre and post game with him because he used to host that whenever he was also their producer. So I worked a lot with him hand in hand. And I had a lot of conversations with him about, you know, if I, if I stopped working at Amazon and maybe found something else more with like morning hours, you know, do you think opening myself up for opportunities here would pay off and you know, he he was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you can make it work, I mean, I'm not going to try to tell you how to do things financially, but with Amazon, I was working pretty much from like 10 30 in the morning until seven 30 or eight at night. I mean, it didn't really have an end time. It was like whenever you were done with your route and all the packages were delivered, then you go on with your day. So, you know, I, I had all those conversations with him and I'm like, Honestly, I just, I, I got to go for it, you know, at, at some point. Uh, so I found like uh, a part-time job at a CVS, you know, mm-hmm. it was just, you know, mornings into the early afternoon, like eight to two every day or something like that. Uh, just so I would be more open uh, for things at the fan. And it just so happened that in the, the small gap, it was like a two or three week gap where I was done at Amazon and I was going to start at CVS. Craig, Uh, called me and said one of his kids was sick. I had to get COVID tested. And he asked me if I wanted to produce for the guys that day. And I I was pretty nervous. Um, My homo said no, just because I was like, oh man, like I've never done their show. It's the biggest show. You know, I don't want to mess it up. And he kind of encouraged me like, oh no, you'll be great. Like, don't worry about it. If you have any questions, let me know. Um, You know, we'll get you through it and i'm I'm very glad i I went on and went through it because uh, early on with them, I could just tell that the things clicked. And I think they realized that too. and you know, a- after that week, Craig called me. you know he had some some very nice things to say about how he thought the week went. You know, he listened to the show every day while he was off, and mm-hmm. you know the the things that the guys said and you know, I, I kind of just had in the back of my mind, like, man, I hope Craig gets some sort of promotion so that I could, (laughs) I I could step into his role and we get a couple of more months down the line. It hits maybe October or so. And he becomes the brand manager of 93.7, the fan. So once that happened, his seat was open. And I was like, all right, you know, things are actually working out. the the perfect way. Mm -hmm. Um you know I I I feel good about this. I try not to get overconfident, but I just thought like, you know, this is your big chance, kid. Like don't don't screw it up. And you know, Craig had me fill in a, a ton for him like while he was kind of transitioning. And then, you know, I still went through the interview process and everything. Uh, you know, I know they interviewed a handful of guys too because um you know, Andrew and Chris are a blast to work with. So a lot of different guys wanted that position, uh, but, you know, they, they still felt really good about it. And, uh, you know, it was in, in December whenever it got into crunch time. Um, And I, and, you know, he, he hired me like middle of December mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it's, it's been a, a blast ever since. I think my first official day was December 21st of 2021
1: that's a hell of a Christmas gift for 2021, huh?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, it, it, it was, it was, it was really nice, um, to get that. I mean, after the, the stuff I had gone through the, the two years prior, you know, everything with West Virginia falling through mm-hmm. and, you know, thinking like, like, man, like I'm, I'm going to fall flat on my face here. But like, I was just like scraping by grinding away. Um, and then obviously everything with COVID wasn't easy on anybody. But again, you know, instead of sitting at home like uh, you know a lot of Americans did, uh, like I, I was like, well, this you know this sucks, but I'm I'm working at Amazon and I'm trying to balance both. And you know there there's one job every day I'm dreading going to, but you know the the other one is on the other side of that fence, and I, I got to do that uh, still part time and you know, I, I, I got, I got lucky, I could say, and, you know, I was in the right place at the right time. And, you know, I took advantage of my opportunity, but at the same time, I got, you know, I had to go through a lot of stuff the last few years before I hit that spot, you know, so that's what made it even more satisfying for me in the end. Now,
1: is there a favorite moment thus far, this first year of being Donnie football with the, with the PM team? Is there, is there a moment that with those two, or is it individually? Do they each
0: have their own kind of in your head? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's honestly hard to pick just one moment. Um, I mean, okay. there have been there 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 have been a lot of fun times with those guys. I mean, it, it truly is a job where I, I wake up every day and I'm looking forward to go to it. Uh, and it's something that my my dad brought up when I was a kid, uh, because he, you know forever he was working jobs that he hated, but, you know, it it put food on the table, you know, it it supported us, this and that, and he always, always preached to me that I wanted to do something uh, that I loved to do, something that I would have fun doing, what I, you know, I would look forward to it in the morning, I'd wake up happy, I'd go to bed happy, and this, this was it, um, you know, obviously it's it's far from the end of, of my journey. I'm only 26 years old, but uh, it's it's certainly one that I can wake up to and be happy about every day, you know, because it, it's a, a real blast with those guys. So since you
1: are Donnie football and there was some pretty big news that got announced out there in Latrobe uh today, how do you feel about Deontay Johnson and the Steelers
0: coming to an agreement on the two year extension? Uh, I I love the move, especially for the price. Um, I mean, I think I think Johnson's a, a really good player. Um, certainly not in that top tier of receiver. Uh, probably not in the top ten. Maybe not even in the top twenty. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I thought for a while once I saw the money that a lot of guys were getting, I'm I was thinking, uh, man, no way they're like no way he's going to say yes for under twenty million a year. And if they could pull it off then I'd be happy. And, you know, to, to pull it off for what, like 18 and a half million a year or something like that. No, I, yeah. I, I, I think it's good on, on both ends really, you know, it, it didn't lock him down too long, but uh, still three more years. So I, I think everybody can be pretty happy about it.
1: Well, and it opens him up in is he gets to go back into free agency a couple of years down the road. He's still going to be in his prime. I think it's a best, it's a best fit for both teams. You know, he's had the drop yeah. problems. They've had you know Ben being on the way out and the arm the arm injury and Mason Rudolph and the changes and everything. Um, with all that being said, and Ben Roethlisberger Ben Roethlisberger not being the quarterback anymore and the battle that's going on out there, would any, any inside you want to give us prediction wise? How are you
0: feeling about the Steelers this year? Uh, I I think they will be um, it'll be a typical Mike Tomlin year. I mean they're they're going to battle every single game. Uh, every single one might be a fight, though, more than ever. Whether they're playing a team that's 10 and 0 and the top team in the conference, or playing a team that's 0 and 10 and the and the worst team in the league, uh, I, I see them right around 500 again. Um, I think they'll finish 9 and 8. Okay. If I had to guess right now, um, I, I'll be honest. I I don't know when we'll see Kenny Pickett, but I do think we'll see him. At some point this year.
1: Okay, so now does do on that since we went down the quarterback rabbit hole, do does Mason does in your opinion does Mason stay on this roster or does he end up maybe getting moved to another another team for draft
0: picks or or what whatever what have you? So I think what they're secretly hoping for. Now this is all just my theory. I think as things play out around the league in the preseason. Uh, if somebody loses their backup quarterback and they're in pretty dire straits when it comes to the guys behind the starter at that point, I would be on the phone the moment it happens. If mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm the Steelers, if I'm Omar Khan and uh, Mike Tomlin, because if you're able to get Rudolph to another team for pretty much anything, yeah, uh, I think that's a win. I mean, they, they got Josh Dobbs for a fifth round pick. Uh, a few years back. I mean at that and looking at that, it seems like a miracle that they pulled that off. But Mason Rudolph is more accomplished than than Dobbs has ever been in the league. So if they can get anything, yeah, um, I think that's a win because it's it's hard to have somebody that has starting experience on your roster and still a third string quarterback. You know, I, I think at that point you kind of just got to cut them loose. Yeah. It's 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 hard to even it's hard to justify it.
1: Um so at the beginning of the show we we introduced you at the producer, football guy, we've covered producer, we've covered football guy, wing expert. I need the story. How what is what is
0: the expertise in the chicken wing? Uh so my 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 wing love has been around for a while. Um I mean I've I've loved chicken wings since I was a little kid. I've gone back and forth on What my favorite food is I know that the guys brought up on the show one day because somebody oddly uh, wrote them a letter. I still don't know who it is. It was, it's kind of creepy. Somebody wrote them a letter from Greensburg. They had the cutout of my uh, my like profile from our senior football program. And it said in there that my favorite food was ribs. Uh, So the, the guys gave me a hard time about that, that I put ribs instead of chicken wings uh ribs are certainly up there for me um you know my my dad's actually making them this weekend and i'm really looking forward to it but uh yeah i mean the 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 wing love has been there for as long as i can remember and the uh the notorious wing moment for me uh coming with channel four that was back in what late january early february right around super bowl time um i have a um I have a a friend that works with with WTAE. Uh, He's a a faux talk for them. And, you know, I I know some people called it out like, Oh, this, this had to be a complete setup. It wasn't a complete setup. I mean, I'll say that because it's not like I was out here out there seeking him out like, Hey man, like get me on TV or anything like that. Uh, But he reached out to a few of us from college and said hey guys we're doing this story on like rising beer prices rising wing prices uh and everything leading up to the super bowl um you know i know it's a friday night but if any of you guys happen to be free let me know um and uh we we can make something happen and just me wanting to help out a buddy thinking like i don't want to leave i don't want to leave my guy hanging like honestly man i'm not doing anything even though even though it's a friday night and he was like all right meet me in the uh giant eagle parking lot in the south side at like 9 p.m or 9 30 or something i'm like all right and so like to that point people could say it was a setup uh but i didn't script out anything i was going to say mm. you know he, he he brought up you know what are your thoughts on the rising wing prices and i went on about how it was devastating and i I, I use the word devastating twice in the same sentence. Uh, that was just all off the top of my head. <laughs> if I could have scripted it out, it probably would have been something more creative. But uh, no, it was just all that part was genuine all off the top of my head. Um, and, you know, I'm, I, I stand by it. I mean, I, I try to get it, it's definitely not good for my health, but I normally get wings uh, once probably every week to, to 10 days. So you are the resident
1: in, in the fan. You are the resident <laughs> wing expert Then we have covered that. We explained it. Everybody at home, if you didn't, if you didn't know, that's how the wing expert title was dubbed to Donnie football here. Um, we have come to that point. I, uh, I want to thank you for taking time on your vacation this week away from away from everything uh, to, to sit down with us and have and have a conversation about you. Um, If you guys are just joining us, please go back to the beginning. I don't know why you would join us at the end. Go back to the beginning, watch it from there, and get to here. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and uh, iHeartRadio. The only place you have to change what you type in other than typing in Dingo Talk. When you go on Instagram, you have to put an underscore in between Dingo and Talk because if you type Dingo Talk, in it's going to show you some wild dogs and i i'm not that so that's not me you're going to look for this logo behind me that's what you're looking for um but don chedrick thank you very much for for taking the time uh and and good luck the rest of the year
0: i guess thanks man i appreciate it you too
1: um and we are here every thursday Chuckleheads. so make sure you tune in hit the subscribe button like uh follow us everywhere and we'll see you next week chuckleheads